Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hour three of the Nightcap alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Fun one going on out in the Bay Area. 77-75. Suns with a two-point lead after three quarters against the Warriors. Well, you hear them uh, every weekday on this network, and you hear him do hits all over the place, read his work, and point spread weekly. It is the one and only Matt Humans, uh, a man who uh, never sweats a bet, never is uh, is upset uh, like like me. Just uh, cool, calm, collected, but... Matt, we just uh, we just wrapped up the last hour talking about uh, all the tiger props that have been posted here at Circa, and Sean and I are going head to head. I don't think he makes the cut. Sean does. I know it's a shortened field at the Masters. It's a familiar spot for Tiger. He hasn't played a competitive round of golf in almost you know eighteen months. What would you bet on the yes/no prop at Circa? Will Tiger make the cut at the Masters? Uh, first of all, I want to say it's great to be on here with Super Bowl champ Tim Murray and Sean King. Did I get that right? Yep. Yeah, that is correct. 100%. Yes. Okay. Yep. okay. All right. Um, you know, it's interesting. I was out to lunch with a bunch of bookmakers today. We had a debate about Tiger at Augusta and what would it, what should his true odds be. And uh, one of the guys at the table who's been an odds maker for about 30 years who plays golf and is a very good golf odds maker said his true odds are 800 to 1. And I said, I, I thought it was more like 300 to one. And another guy said 250 to one. So we're not real optimistic about Tiger's chances, but there is one course why, why I said 300 to one instead of, you know, 500 or a number much higher. If there's one course where Tiger knows his way around and he can really compete and uh, maybe fight his way to making a cut, it's an Augusta. But I don't think he's going to make it. I would bet no. I don't think Tiger's going to make the cut here. He hasn't played much competitive golf at all in the past two years. And uh, I think what he wants to do is just show up, compete, and uh, if he makes the cut, great. But uh, I don't think he even really expects that because, uh, man, he hasn't been able to play 18 holes in quite a while. So, and you know what? This is a field of 94 players. About 15 of them are chumps who have no chance. So you really have about 80 players in this field. Uh, I think Tiger is definitely somewhere in that bottom half right now, just considering uh, how how little golf he's played 
in the last year and a half or two years. And the fact that uh, there are so many elite players here in this Masters field, it's going to be tough for him to make the cut. So I would lean no. What's the current price at Circa right now? It uh, it moved, so it opened minus 150, yes, plus 130, no. It's now minus 113, yes, minus 17, no. 107, no. Okay. So It's kind of a pick him. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think he's – I would make him like 52% to miss the cut, you know, something like that. I would just lean a little bit to – Tiger missing the cut, but it's obviously going to bring a lot more betting interest to Augusta oh, yeah. next week with him in the field. And, uh, you know, it's great to see him back because obviously last February after that car wreck, a lot of people thought his career might be over. Well, Matt, two things. First of all, uh, I don't think me and Tim got an invite to your little fancy upscale lunch today. So we're both kind of upset. Uh, I know your phone works. Uh, and secondly, Disney became a billion dollar company by selling hope. By making movies with great endings. <laughs> so believe. Just believe in Tiger. Think about the tearjerker this is on Saturday. If he's in contention, it's happening. Embrace it. Don't push away from it. Just understand whatever well, you had planned. That, that's exactly no matter, how Matt bets. No matter how much you thought, the only thing <laughs> happening on Saturday was the NCAA Final Four. It's now Tigers in contention. Just go with it. Breathe easy. Let it well, it's happen. next Saturday. Well, next Saturday. True. My bad. Triple. I all jumped right, the weekend, all, but you get the point. First of all, I would have invited you to lunch, but uh, Mike Palm told me you never wake up before noon. That's not true. I have young kids. As you and Mike out. Well, Mike knows that now, too. You out here in these streets just relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> I take the babies to school. Yeah. But I do say this, yeah, and, and, because, uh, and here's my uh, point on a serious note, because me and Tim had this yeah. debate. Tiger's never been, like, one to promote propaganda. Like, he's never really been one to kind of seek headlines. So okay. what does it say about the fact that he's actually even here? This wasn't even a conversation or something that was on anyone's consciousness five days ago. And I was thinking that a guy that's been as successful as him has to know his body, know his game. As you mentioned, he – has a great understanding of Augusta, would it be too outlandish to feel like he thinks in his mind, based on what he's been doing in private, that he's ready to at least compete? I think in his mind he, he thinks that he's got a good shot or he wouldn't show up, but at the same time, look at his age. A lot of times when you start to get older or closer to 50, you think you can do things and your body doesn't do them. So I'm not sure if uh, Tiger's going to be able to pull, pull it off I do think he can uh, compete and make it interesting. Uh, you know, the thing is, t the Masters is, without a doubt, by far the biggest date on the golf schedule. And Tiger knows that if he shows up there and plays, people are going to be kissing his butt all week. And he's going to be loved, and it's going to be an inspirational story. And he's going to – a lot of guys love attention, even even the ones who say they don't. They love the attention, and Tiger loves it. And, and he's coming back because he knows he's going to be a big – Huge, huge story if he comes back. Now, also, the other thing is, Sean, we're owned by DraftKings, not Disney. So uh, <laughs> I'm betting here with my head, not my heart. It's not a fairy tale trip. And DraftKings is selling hope, too. You see all those somebody bet uh, $25 on an 18 parlay and brought home 250 k <laughs> Sean said, wow, that looks easy. I'm going to go do one of those tomorrow. Hell, Kevin Ridley did it. All right, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's pivot here. We're talking to Matt Eubens. 
uh, co-host of The Edge. Uh, let's get to the final four. I know you've got a write-up on, uh, I, once again, I'm contractually obligated to say it because of the Tulane Green Wave alum here, the main event with Duke and North Carolina. Uh, what's your handicap and your thoughts on Duke UNC, which sits right now Duke minus four with a total of 151? Yeah, I'm going to preface everything by saying I've got live futures on Duke at 10 to 1 and 12 to 1, and Kansas at 18 to 1 and 20 to 1. So I've got to keep that in mind, obviously, taking into consideration when I'm betting this weekend. But I just think Duke is going to uh, Duke's going to get revenge on uh, Carolina if it's for crashing Coach K's finale at Cameron Indoor. This is going to be revenge of the nerds, and uh, Duke's going to get revenge here uh, for what happened that 94-81 loss to the Tar Heels. Uh, what's that, March 5th in uh, Cameron? First of all, I think Duke's slightly more talented at all five positions and uh, maybe even a little bit deeper off the bench. And I really like the way Mark Williams has played. He's become a physical force inside. And one thing Carolina's had an edge in some recent games is Armando Baycott's been huge. I think he's got a combined 34 points, 37 rebounds in the last two games. He's not going to do that against Mark Williams. And Paulo Banchero's been the best player on the floor it really elevated his uh, his game here in the tournament. He's eight of fifteen from three point range, and um, I think Duke's got more guys who can just go get a basket when they have to. Hey, if you look at the offensive efficiency numbers on Ken Palm, uh, Duke is now number one. I think tied with Purdue, but Duke is such an efficient offense and really not a bad defense. Don't defend the three point line real well, but Carolina I think is forty for one thirteen from three in the tournament, which basically breaks down to ten. For 10 for 28, um, you know, per game, which would be 35%. But Carolina runs so hot and cold from the three-point line. It's kind of a volatile team. What I think happens here is that uh, Duke is just a little bit better, and I'm, I'm not comfortable laying the points. I, I laid minus 185 on the money line with Duke here. I think it's going to be revenge for what happened in Cameron, and Coach K is going to be in the title game on Monday night. Well, Matt, I normally charge for this, but I'm going to give it to you for free because you're one heck of a guy. Go and take all the spare change in the middle of your car and put it on Duke minus four and Duke North Carolina over 151. Final score in this game is Duke 91, North Carolina 78. I remember after North okay. Carolina lost to Virginia Tech, they interviewed Paolo Bonchero, and he was so disappointed that they weren't going to get this rematch. And now they get it. This Duke team will be locked in. Uh, if you go back oh, yeah. and look at the Cameron game, they were up 37-28 with under four minutes left in the first half. And I think they let their foot off the gas. And North Carolina. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally. But Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know, the basketball nerds. They're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to. Not the Big East tournament? They're, well, I mean, they could. Maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like, that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton? Is a, is, a, is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, 
Lil Dirk, and you're like, <laughs> see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you? T- why are you telling me see the whole time? <laughs> And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning. It's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Went on that run, but they'll be focused, they'll be locked in. Duke Duke wins 91-78. All right, I've got Duke as well. I don't know about the total. I know that the two games these teams played, the average 164.5, and the total looks a little bit low, 151, but you always have to take into consideration and, uh, Sean, you know this, the Superdome is not a great basketball arena. The shooting background's far from ideal. And I think in a Final Four setting, sometimes these teams come out tight. Uh, it's going to be really intense. Teams come out a little tight, a little sloppy offensive uh, showing early. So I wouldn't be surprised if this game gets on the, off to a slow start before the teams really hit an offensive groove. I'm like you, I lean over, but I have not bet the total. All right, Matt, we got a minute. Villanova, Kansas. Uh, yeah, I know you, you're a busy man, so we'll let you get back to uh, your your wonderful evening. He's wherever, hydrating. Wherever you may be. Uh, thoughts on uh, Villanova, Kansas, and any bets you've made on this? Uh, the only bet I made, well, I actually made two bets here. And I, I took Villanova plus five. It's a little bit of a hedge for the Kansas futures I've got, but I also think what Jay Wright's going to do here, Tim, and I know you've talked about this on your show this week, is uh, when you don't have a bench, Without Justin Moore, what you've got to do is slow this game down. And Villanova is really a, a slow-paced offense anyway. 345 in tempo. That's where Villanova ranks in the nation. You can see that on Ken Palm. That's slower than Houston, slower than St. Mary's. So you got to make it a half-court offensive game. You can't let the Jayhawks and those guards get out in transition. And uh, I think that's going to lead to a lower-scoring game. I'm not going to count Villanova out just because Justin Moore went down. I think it's going to be a tight game down to the wire, but Kansas wins a close one. I took the plus five for a small bet, but like I said, it's a little bit of a hedge on those Kansas futures and under 133. All right, there he is. Matt Humans, the one and only. It's the nightcap. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city casts wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Super Bowl champ, Puck Stradamus, Sean King, I am Tim Murray. What's going on with your Canucks, man? I won't talk about it. <laughs> I thought I, I would focus on why we didn't get an invite to this meeting of the minds lunch that Matt Humans went to. I just I've I've learned to let those things roll off my back, you know. Sorry. Right. When they go low, I go high, Sean. Okay, Drake. <laughs> is that is that a I thought that was more of like a more 
that what Drake says? Yeah, on his album. He's got like his mom oh, okay. talking. Uh, when they go high, go. when they go low, you go high. Golden Knights up two nothing. Yeah, I saw that. There Something go. good happened tonight. There we go. Um, all right. We've we've mentioned this quote a, co- uh, a couple times. I want to re- I want to revisit it. By the way, actually, real quickly, let's revisit the biggest news of the day in the NFL. Todd Bowles, new head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bruce Arians has uh, retired. So when you look at how this Buccaneers team goes moving forward, is it just status quo moving forward now that Bruce Arians is still there, but I mean he's he's not. Um, you know, Todd Bowles went down there to take over the defense when Bruce Arians got that job. You got Byron Leftwich there on the offense. You still got Tom Brady. So I don't think this necessarily makes this them better, right? But doesn't make them any worse if I I would if I if that's what I kind of gather yeah, it's from you. Just the status quo. Yeah. Yeah, nothing changes. Nothing changes at all. You know, he's been there. It's not like you're bringing in a new voice or you know, someone that doesn't understand everything going on in the building. I mean, he's there for the success of winning the championship 2 years ago. He was there for the failure of, you know, not finishing the comeback against the Rams. So on to the next, right? Let's get through this draft. Let's try and add some high-quality team control from a salary standpoint pieces and see what we, what else we need, figure out what to do with Indomitian and Sue, you know, see if there are any free agents left on the market that could come in and help us, you know, see what Gronk is going to do. Like, it's just business as usual. So another sticking in that division, the NFC South. So you look around, you've got Tom Brady back. You've got Jameis taking over the reins. Uh, Taysom Hill going to tight end. Uh, this is about six years too late. Uh, did that work for Tebow? Uh, quarterback didn't work for Taysom. So. Well, quarterback didn't work for Tebow, but tight end's not going to work. No. It it's won't. not a tight end. No. Um, but good luck. Best of luck, young man. Uh, Marcus Mariota is the head man or the, uh, the, the quarterback, as we, we believe right now, in, uh, in Atlanta. And then you've got Carolina. And you got the sixth pick. And you've got this quote that we've mentioned a couple times. I just want to go back to it because it, it ties into how you evaluated the quarterbacks last night. Mm-hmm. Scott Fittery, Fitterer, the GM of the Panthers, said, quote, this will be an interesting, this will be interesting because the tackles will be the best players on the board, but we need a quarterback. And at some point, you have to take a shot, especially in the top 10. You hate to force it, because when you force it, you can make a mistake. I think this sentence or this statement can be broken down into like three different things. It's like, we know the quarterbacks aren't going to be highest on our board at six, but we have an owner who has been talking about getting a quarterback for quite some time and wanted Deshaun Watson, and we didn't get him. So we're probably going to get a quarterback. But we don't want to draft him there. It's almost, you could, you could sense like, this is what I think. This is what the owner thinks. This is what I think. And then if there was a final sentence, it's shoulder shrug. Yeah, we're going to draft a quarterback at six. That's how I'd break this comment down. It's, it's a fascinating comment. <laughs> and it's really sad. It's pretty telling, isn't it? Yeah, it's sad. It's an indictment, I think, on why so many teams are not successful in the National Football League. 
Let's take football out of this for a second. Let's just say you're a real estate tycoon. Mm-hmm. and Maybe I am. Uh, like I said, let's just say you're a real estate tycoon. <laughs> and we were looking at different properties that we wanted to acquire. We have a huge portfolio. And we found two different locations that are beachfront that we know we can't lose on. But we're going to bypass those to go buy some woods in the middle of Montana in the hopes that we're going to Build a, build a new city called uh, Little Happyville. Like, that's basically what this is. Like, he's saying, okay, we're going to bypass the for sure thing to go and gamble. It's like pushing all your money in the roulette table and, and betting black or red. It doesn't make any sense. And, and you see teams do it every year. And it's just going to sound crazy, but it's unfair to the actual quarterback because now this quarterback gets saddled and I know the money, you take the money, right? You take it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But your big money comes second contract. So you saddle this quarterback who shouldn't be drafted in the first round alone and make him a top 10 pick. So now he's evaluated for the rest of his career, especially his first contract. What did people come back and say? If Mitchell Trubisky would have went middle of the second round, no one would have said Mitchell Trubisky was terrible. They would have kind of just been like, okay, he's getting better. You know, his growth prospectus looks like where he was drafted, but because of where he was drafted in front of who Patrick Mahomes and Sean Watson, he was always criticized, ridiculed, never really given an opportunity to grow. You know how hard it is to do something and have people evaluate every performance nationally? Half the people don't know what they're talking about. Another quarter of the people don't really care. They're just repeating what the other half said. And then the quarter that really know what they're talking about, they're afraid to say anything because they don't want to be in the minority. And so you put those kids in a terrible position when you do this. Now, I get it. And it's, it's happened in the NFL. It's going to continue to happen. But it'll be unfair to Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett because, in my opinion, neither is ready to play. But if you draft a kid in the top ten, I mean, unless you're the San Francisco 49ers, and look at the situation they're in now. You know, you gave up all this draft capital to move up and take a kid in Trey Lance. I think there are a lot of similarities between Malik Willis and Trey Lance. Trey Lance not going to be ready to play this year. I said last year, I remember texting Booger during the draft, like, oh, my God, they did what? Like, they're ready to go and compete for a championship. Like, they could have added Kyle Pitts or Micah Parsons or solidified that offensive line even more on the opposite side of the big fella. You know, with Panay Sewell or Rashawn Slater. Like, who knows if that gets them across the hump? They could have added Jamar Chase. You know, so when you do this, it just don't make any sense to me. Like, just think about the 49ers and how good they were and one of those pieces that they bypassed to take a kid in Trey Lance who started one game because Garoppolo was hurt who even now that they've publicly said we want to get rid of Garoppolo, they still won't because they know they don't know what they have in Trey Lance. Think about if they'd taken Jamar Chase with that pick or Michael Parsons or Rashawn Slater. Like, so I just don't know why organizations continue to mishandle this quarterback position. Draft kids where the draft grade says they should go. You know, stop overdrafting them because you have a need. It's not fair to the kid, and it's definitely not fair to the current head coach and GM because they're not going to be there if the kid ever develops anyway. It's it's a fascinating way to look at it, and it I mean, you know, right now it's lying season, right? It's, it's everyone's trying to put out smoke screens, but I mean this this quote is pretty telling to me. We need a quarterback, and at some point you have to take a shot, especially in the top ten. I mean, those are words that the general manager of the Panthers said. Yeah, and he said you hate to force it. Because when you force it, you can make a mistake. They, 
I said it last night. I, they're drafting a quarterback. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. And I agree. I they're not all get fired. It's probably a mistake, yeah. but it's the it's the craziest thing so, ever. So let me because ask, none of the guys that own these teams got to where they're at from a success standpoint by making this choice when these kind of decisions are in front of them. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's fascinating. It just doesn't make any sense. None. Like he's basically telling you, we looked at all the quarterbacks. None of them were really worth the top ten. We like the tackles. Right. We would love a tackle. Right. We, we evaluated some other positions. These guys are really good. But you know what? We're going to put all these quarterbacks on a hat. We're going to close our eyes and we're going to pick one and pray. <laughs> like, come on, man. This is ridiculous. <laughs> but by the way, any GMs who want to continue to give us quotes like this would be really helpful. And Scott's for, actually a good guy. I got to know him market. a little bit when I was there. Uh, doing my internship with the. Does he uh, want to work at Visa? He might need to. <laughs> He's actually a good dude. But again, that's the pressure coming from up top. Like, Mr. Tepper wants a quarterback, and they're like, "We're trying." We we tried to get Deshaun Watson. <laughs> he didn't want to come. He didn't want to come here. We brought Cam Newton back. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. Traded for Sam Darnold. He didn't was work still out. Sam Darnold. We don't have a second round pick because of that. We don't have a third round pick. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. Get us a quarterback. Hey, shout out to Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. I hope people know this is nothing against them. Hell, I hope they go number one. Well, speaking of Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis, will they be the only two quarterbacks drafted in the first round? We'll take a look at some of the draft props by position next here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup, like the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven-baked, sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Man, this game is fun happening out in the Bay Area. It is 90... Come on, ESPN. There it is. 98-96. Phoenix with a two-point lead, but free throws for the Warriors as they make it a 98-97 game. Uh, we'll see if uh, if overtime is in the cars and if it is where the dog goes to die as a pre-flop in this one. It was Phoenix as a five-point favorite. There it is. Uh, five-point favorite. So 98 97 with a minute 12 to go. It looked like Jordan Poole just missed the last free throw. What's up? You put your finger in the air. What would you like? So I want to, I was browsing through our rundown Uh and something popped up that I want to give our listeners and viewers an opportunity to wager on. Okay. Um, We have props. Will they make the NBA playoffs? And do we have that graphic? Yeah, we just popped it up. And the interest to me is twofold because I think if you're right, you can get plus 470 in value and or plus 550 in value, depending on how you like it, because it's a double bet. The Cleveland Cavaliers, one of the best stories in the NBA before the All-Star break, 
They since have been hit with injuries. Colin Sexton's already out. Jared Allen has a fractured finger. He's out indefinitely. Now Evan Mobley, who a lot of people think is the rookie of the year, just had an ankle sprain. He's going to miss the next three to four games. So even if he comes back, he's coming back off of an ankle sprain. I'm a former athlete. I know Aaron is. I think Tim is. But you know how difficult it can be to get full strength when you sprain an ankle. It's not the easiest injury to come back from. And as it sits right now, the Hawks and the Hornets would play in the play-in game at 9 and 10. Brooklyn gets Cleveland. Brooklyn more than likely is going to beat the Cavs. The winner of the Hawks-Hornets would then get Cleveland with the winner going into the playoffs. So I think if you bet the Cavs no, which is plus 230, and couple it with whoever you think wins a one-game play-in between the Hawks and Hornets, I think there's a lot of value right there. I really do. Because Cleveland's nowhere near what they were prior to all these injuries. And I think both Atlanta and Charlotte are capable of going into Cleveland and winning. So if you combine the two, then, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so right now in the standings, uh, with six games left, Cavaliers are two and a half games clear of the Nets in uh, for the seven seed, and they're two and a half, uh, sorry, two games clear of the Nets, two and a half games clear of the Hornets, but they would need to get Two games to get either jump the Bulls or the Raptors. I actually I agree with you on on the Cavaliers. I I, I think if you roll with that, you know, plus two thirty um, on the no, you know, maybe they keep falling a little bit. They're they're on the road. They're even a bigger underdog uh, against Brooklyn. But more than likely, it seems like yeah, they're the home team. And then it's just, do you trust Atlanta, who's playing better, uh, and Trey Young went. Nuts yeah, I think Atlanta's eight and two in their last ten, and uh, Charlotte's seven and three. So here's how I would play it: I put five units on the Cavs, no, and then two unit, two units each on Hawks and Hornets. So you get whichever one, you know, makes it into that game, and then you also have that number sitting there with the Cavs, because I think the Hawks and the Hornets, both of them, are capable of winning. And so instead of being out of it, if I didn't pick the right one in a game, I think so. The score might be 150 to 151 when the Hawks play the Hornets in that play-in. But I think both teams are capable of beating the Cavs. Does that make sense or no? It does. Um, I, I would say the way I would probably – I wouldn't put a bet on both of them because you're guaranteeing you're going to lose one of them. Yeah, but I'm also locking myself in. Because, see, I'm talking about parlaying the two. True. So I'm parlaying Hornets make with Cavs don't make and Hawks make with Cavs – don't make. Yeah, you, I mean, you can't, you're going to have to do it separately. Right. You can't parlay it. But right. I hear what you're saying. Right. Not saying put them on a two team. I would say right. what I would do would be Cavaliers plus 230 on the no and then bet against them when that game rolls around. So what if they're the underdog? I mean, they probably won't be at home. Cavs aren't very good right now. I understand. But I would say, I mean, look, last year was uh, what? The Warriors. Had the the epic game against the Lakers, they lost that, and then the world was on the Warriors against the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies won that game. I took the Grizzlies. That was a, a wonderful evening. Um, so and is that a DraftKings? Uh, those are DraftKings odds. Yeah, yeah, those are DraftKings odds. Is so. it is it being offered anywhere else, Aaron? Um, as we, as, I'm sure as we get close, we could find similar. See if you can find one for me, because unfortunately in Nevada. <laughs> 
By the way, it's all tied up. Uh, 100. Oh, no. Golden State just took the lead. 101 yeah. to 100. What a game. All right, real quickly, um, going back to the NFL draft here, we have position stuff, positions, uh, players by position. I want to start with the quarterbacks. So the over-under set at DraftKings is two and a half. Over is juiced minus $2, meaning the likelihood that there will be three or more is minus 200, lay 200 to make 100. And then the under is plus 160. So the question I have for you, Sean, is this. I think it's pretty safe to say, based off these odds and based off everything we've heard, Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett are both going to be first-round picks. Do you think that a team in the first round Goes for Desmond Ritter, goes for Matt Corral, goes for Sam Howell. It wouldn't surprise me. But I think it's a, because it's a different dynamic once you get to the end of that round. Because you get that extra year. And a team could trade yeah, in. Yeah, but you're also talking about teams that are in completely different situations from a roster standpoint. So remember I brought up the Indianapolis Colts, Kenny Pickett. That'd be a great landing spot for him. Yes. Uh let me pull this up so I'm not. The Colts. Colts don't have a first round pick. Okay, they don't. So let's go to they the, gave it to Philly. Let's go to the bottom of that round. So I'll give you the bottom right now. It's, Tampa sits there at 27. They just drafted a quarterback in the second round last year. They did, and they thought so highly of him and where he's at and his progression that they begged Tom Brady to come back. Not saying anyone wouldn't, but when Tom Brady retired the first time, it was not Kyle Trask that Bruce Aarons was ranting and raving about. It was Blaine Gabbert. But if you're... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you're in win-now mode. Mm -hmm. Are you wasting a, the 27th no, pick on no, a quarterback? you're not. And Especially after drafting Trask in the second round. By the way, final 40 seconds. Jordan Poole has 38 points tonight. He's actually really good. He's been playing out of his mind. I was trying to pull up the, uh, the second round of the draft to see who's at the top of it. Because this is kind of how – this is what I was talking about by the end of that round – Let's just say Detroit kind of values Detroit sitting Ritter or Howell or Detroit has Matt the thirty-second pick. They right. have the last pick of the first. Okay, round. Uh, that situation. They take a guy at the beginning hmm? that can plug and play. They get a quarterback that they think they can develop behind Jared Goff. Like there are some scenarios there where things happen. You I think at I think at thirty-two would be you would be worried that Desmond Ritter or whoever maybe Detroit likes. Could be that pick because at two, he's expected to start right away. At thirty-two, you could you could see what you have. And there are always surprises. I mean, Pittsburgh's sitting there. They yeah. aren't, you know, attached to Trubisky for the long way. Philly's sitting there. You've got Seattle. You know, New Orleans is sitting there. I mean, they just gave Jameis what a two-year contract. You know, so there are some teams that. You know, if they went quarterback, I'm definitely not saying they should. I would repeat, I don't have a first-round grade on any of the quarterbacks. But, I mean, there are some teams that are sitting there that could talk themselves into it, or it could be a surprise. Remember when Green Bay drafted Jordan Love? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where did that come from? Aaron Rodgers does. Right. He just got a, what, three-year, $150 million deal, and Jordan Love was drafted, what, three years ago in the first round? That is correct. Right. So, I mean, we've seen teams, you know, I'll give you one that I go postal come draft day. I'll give you one that I'm intrigued by and would maybe think about putting a bet on is over four and a half corners. That's plus 120 to the over. 
Sauce Gardner, Derek Stinney, and the kid McDuffie are all locked to be first-round picks. McCreary could go in the first, too. McCreary could go in the first. Elam could go in the first. Saw a lot of mocks on him. And Andrew Booth could go in the first. I think you could see upwards of six. Now, if you look at mock drafts, you're getting a little shaky there, bottom half, and if teams trade in to get quarterbacks. But I think at plus 120, it's intriguing because you know – Three are definitely locks. Gardner, Stingley, McDuffie. Booth, Elam, McCreary all could potentially be first-round picks, too. So I would say corners plus 120 to the over is, uh, is, a, is an interesting look. Four and a half to the over. 34 seconds to go. What a game. 102-101. Some final thoughts on that and some other things to wrap the show up here. Peace out. is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. NFL draft is right here in this wonderful city of Las Vegas. We'll have extensive coverage, including mock drafts from Matt Newman's, Michael Lombardi, former GM. VSN's Mike Pritchard, I don't know, what what, did, what just happened in Golden State? That was bizarre. Uh, who is also a first-round pick, Sean King. Hey, that's him. He won a Super Bowl. Legendary sports broadcaster and voice of the Raiders, Brent Musburger, will have his draft best bets and our NFL draft betting guide. Sign up today to get full access to VSIN through the Masters, the start of the MLB season, and the NFL draft for only 19 bucks. VSIN.com slash spring. All right, let's uh, – this – Oh, man. This is going to be a push. As long as he makes these free throws. Oh, he didn't. Well, the Warriors were the right side. But man, oh, man. What just happened? There was four seconds to go. I think there was an anticipation. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds. It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. That a foul would be coming. And is that Jordan Poole who threw up a half-court shot and missed it, and uh, that sent this game uh, to the end. Phoenix wins 107-103. They improved to 62-14. and Golden State does get the cover. Covers the five, but for a moment there, I thought that Mikhail Bridges going to the free throw line, Sean, would hit both free throws, and you would get a push, despite the Warriors being the right side the entire night. 
and some confusion. By the way, Draymond and Jay Crowder seem to be getting into it. Surprising. Those two guys who jaw at everybody are now yelling at each other. More so Draymond yelling at Jay Crowder there. Golden State's got other issues. They do. Yeah, they really do. Like uh, They're slipping, man. They're tied right now with Dallas and uh, Golden State. They're looking at getting Denver with potentially Jamal Murray back in round one. And the league's at likely MVP and maybe, in uh, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, like if I was going to State, I'd worry about winning some games. Uh, you know, Draymond's back talking, uh, talking as much as he is. And Jordan Poole, man, dude, that dude's a – Talk about a fine there for the Warriors. 38 points tonight for Jordan Poole. So, a uh, hell of a performance for him. The uh, late first-round pick back in 2019 out of Michigan. Klay Thompson had uh, a rough shooting night, just one for 10 from the th- from three. But Jordan Poole went seven of 15 from three. Mm-hmm. Suns get it done. Under comes home. And uh, the Warriors do get the cover. But with that win, the Suns matching a franchise record with 62 wins on the year. And uh, just taking a look real quick at, have they locked it up? Yeah, they've locked it up. The top seed locked up for the Phoenix Suns, so they will have home court uh, for the entirety of the playoffs because the best team in the Eastern Conference would, uh, if you put them in the West, they would be third. So they've got everything locked up. Home court for the entirety of the playoffs, assuming they make it all the way through uh, the playoffs. So... You know, I give them a lot of credit uh, for what they, you know, made it to the, unexpectedly made it to the NBA Finals. I mean, think about this, Sean. When they were down, they entered their series against the Lakers as a underdog. Mm-hmm. They won game one, lost games two and three, and I want to say they were like plus 250 or 300 to win that series. And they ended up going to the NBA Finals and leading two games to none over the Bucs before ultimately squandering that. They did. I'm glad they did because I had a Bucks future. <laughs> but, you know, they took that experience and they came back even better. You know, they've expanded the roles of guys like Mikael Bridges and, you know, some of their, you know, support players in a sense. Not that they aren't great in their own right, but they're a formidable opponent. You know, I do think the West is extremely difficult to navigate because I think the men... Memphis Grizzlies are really good. I think uh, the Denver Nuggets, if they can get Jamal Murray back, I mean, you have to keep them in mind. And, you know, Utah Jazz always seem to flop. But from a talent standpoint, like, they do have Conley and Donovan Mitchell and uh, Grudy Gobert. Like, they have pieces. And the Clippers just got Paul George back. So, we'll see. It helped the other night. Mm -hmm. You know, injected. He had a big game. You know, if he comes out firing, I don't think it's just a walkthrough. And, listen, Golden State's not playing very good right now. But also, Steph isn't, Steph isn't there. So basically, the Suns at full strength beat the Warriors without Steph Curry tonight by, what, three or four was the final number? Four. So you add Curry back into that mix. Yep. So it's not going to be a cakewalk for Phoenix by oh. any stretch. No, I don't think it will If be. they get back to the NBA championship series, they earned it. Yeah, I, and I think you look at the Eastern Conference, it's, it's – Same way. I mean, everyone in the East is just kind of – is compacted there. Right? I do not see a team as complete – as the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Boston Celtics get, did I, get good news back. I think back. Phoenix is, is as – are you talking about – In the Eastern Conference. Oh, in the Eastern Conference. In the Eastern okay. Conference. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, Brooklyn, you just – But a complete team, not like elite I agree. players. But I mean, the complete one through five. If there's one guy out there two, three guys off that the would scare the pants off me, that would be Kevin Durant. 
I mean, he tried. Well, yeah. He did his best to. But I don't think I don't think Brooklyn can beat Milwaukee. I think they can. Because the, the one thing about that matchup is Drew Holiday can guard Kyrie. He does a great job on Kyrie. And then you have bodies, Middleton, Giannis, to throw at Durant. You know, so it's not like he's over there just floating. And then on the other end, the thing I love about Milwaukee, Durant has to play real defense. And this is where Milwaukee's lack of, I mean, ball, uh, the Nets lack of size. You know, I know they picked up Andre Drummond. but He's actually been playing pretty well. He has. Yeah. Looks a little big to me. I just, I, I hope that we don't get Brooklyn. I know I've said this Not a lot. in the first round. I hope we don't get in the yeah, first me round. Me too. I'm with you. That would stink. I'm it, with you. I, I want to, that, that's an Eastern Conference Finals. We got it last year in the second round. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. But uh, yes, going final, last game of the night, a busy night in the NBA. Uh, it goes to the Warriors, or excuse me, to the Suns. Warriors get the cover. Phoenix does get the win, 107 to 103. San Antonio lost for you Lakers hopefuls out there. Hey, San Antonio lost. But the Lakers will be playing without LeBron tomorrow night, and they are 12-point underdogs <laughs> against the Utah Jazz. So uh, good luck with that uh, for the uh, for the Lakers, who are just an absolute abomination right now. Um, tomorrow night, though, we do. Speaking of Milwaukee, by Brooklyn, the way, before you move on, yeah. Davion Mitchell had a John Morant type of dunk tonight versus the Houston Rockets. Check it out. He went down the middle. This time last year, he was uh, gearing up for a national championship. The Zags giving Jalen Suggs the business. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn and Milwaukee tomorrow night. That is, uh, that's going to be a... Do they have a line out? Sure do. What is it? That is uh, Brooklyn minus one and a half at home <laughs> against the Bucks. Bucks coming off of uh, just a phenomenal win last night, beating the Sixers 118 to 116. Uh, the Nets did win, didn't cover uh, against the Detroit, Detroit Pistons. But By the way, tomorrow at 4.30 Pacific, if you want to get a feel for what Hawks, Cavs might look like, Cleveland's going to Atlanta. And I know that game would be in Cleveland, but you know you get a little sense about how they match up. If you're thinking about taking Cavs not to make the playoffs and taking the Hawks and the Hornets to make it. Cavs lost tonight. Uh, and uh, the Hawks, uh, you had Trey Young, 41 points, hit four threes, eight assists, two steals tonight as they played. They did play the Thunder, but still, they won that game going away. And uh, the Cavaliers, as you said, played Dallas tonight and, and fell at home to the Mavericks, 120-122. to 122. Uh, Karis LeVert led the way for the Cavaliers in the loss with 32. Darius Garland had 25. But, yeah, like you said, uh, no big boy there, Mobley. Um, and that was a no tough Sexton. spot for Dallas because they played Lakers in Dallas last night. Had to fly to yeah, Cleveland. You played the Lakers though. I mean, you get sleepwalk through That's a Lakers true. win. Luca got to sit out the third, the fourth quarter in that game. Um, yeah, but the Cavs were off Tuesday, so so a five uh, five game slate tomorrow night. We'll see the Clippers back in action. We will uh, on the road at Chicago, coming off of that thrilling come from behind win. Chicago beating playoff teams. It's like almost an impossibility. So we'll see if uh, maybe they can rise to the occasion against the Clippers team. Uh, that'll be a uh, right now bulls are a three and a half point favorite there. Utah jazz late night. We'll get to watch the, uh, the Lake show be a disaster yet again in person as they are uh, late are getting 12 and a half. And uh, once again, Milwaukee and Brooklyn is the, uh, the tasty treat there. By gonna, the way, Scott Federer. You're going to fire uh, on an NIT game tomorrow? Go yeah, on. I like Texas a and I bet it today. I thought the game was today. 
So I just have a standing bet there. <laughs> Hopefully it goes up to five and I'll feel better. But, I mean, we'll see. By the way, Scott Fitterer, don't do it. That's the GM of the Panthers. Resist the urge. And here's why. Quarterback's going. Here's why. <laughs> You're just as likely to be able to select Matt Corral, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter. They don't have a second or third round. Oh, uh, yeah. They're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, my buddy Matt Rule, man, I think it'd be good on TV. <laughs> Sorry, this is what he needs to do. It's a resume. Yeah, get it ready for uh, for next offseason. Mm, mm, mm. All right, Scott Seidenberg is coming up next. Thanks, everyone, who joined the show. Thanks to producer Aaron Oster. We will talk to you tomorrow. Before you, before you, Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN.